Buddy, how you doing? What's going on? Hey, Nicole. Hey, Andy. What is up? My lovely assistant isn't here today. I don't know if he's still at work or he's sleeping. Most likely sleeping. You know. <laughs> but I am here. Not fully awake. But what are you going to do? Anyway, welcome everybody to the Shadows of the Moon podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Today is Thursday and you know what that means? We're talking about legends and lore. We talk about anything from cryptids to fae to urban legends. So let's get down to it. As always, I'd like to say a huge thank you to all of my supporters out there. You are the best. All your donations go back to this show to buy materials, books, and so on to bring you the best show that I can. Special thank you today to Nicole, Andy, and Jack. Thank you so much for your donations. You guys are awesome. Really are. And if you would like to support the show, you can do it a couple ways. First off, sharing, liking, and telling your friends is a huge way to help out the show. Or you can head over to tippystream.com forward slash shadows of the moon or anchor.fm forward slash shadows of the moon one or even buymeacoffee.com forward slash shadows. All of the links, of course, are in the show notes. Today we're talking about cryptids, legends, and lore in the news. I got a couple stories to talk about. And then we're going to talk about the legendary blues guitarist, Robert Johnson. We'll hear his story and ask, did he sell his soul to the devil? Hope all is well with everyone. So let's go ahead and get started. Pretend there is an intro here. I haven't <laughs> done one yet. Um, I can't even see. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. How's you? Hello, holy cow girl. How are you? Today's going to be interesting. I haven't had a lot of sleep. I could. It was one of those nights where I couldn't sleep. I couldn't fall asleep. Once I got to sleep, I was fine. But there I is. <laughs> Good morning. Good. Good to hear, holy cowgirl. Yeah, I was laying in bed. I looked at the clock. It's 3 a.m. I'm like, uh, you really need to fall asleep because I still had to do do a little fixings up on my show notes and everything. So this could be a really interesting show. <laughs> I'll tell you that because let me tell you. When I first wake up in the morning, or I'm really tired, I'm not really good at anything. I'm really, my brain is not here. <laughs> so, we'll see how I did <laughs> with the show notes, or my notes, I should say, and go from there. Good to hear, Andy. Good to hear. So, yes, again, like I said, um... If links come up, I haven't changed them all. 
But if links come up, they'll say shadowsofthemoons.com. Don't go there. The new address is shadowsofthemoon.net. I haven't changed everything. You know, I'm slow, you know that. <laughs> That's nothing new. That is nothing new. Yeah, some missyisms, yes, are always welcome. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you. <laughs> because let me tell you, there might be a lot of them today. Oh, it's been crazy. I only get those once in a while, but those nights that I just, I can't fall asleep. And it's like, I don't know what the hell goes on with me. I don't know if it's the cartoons I'm watching or what, but. I know the other night I did the same thing, but it was because my TV, I have that timer on it to where every four hours, if I don't change the channel, it'll shut down, you know, save power. And uh, it shut down on me and I was just like, I was too lazy. My remote was over here on my desk. Um, so I was like too lazy to get up and shut it down. And until I did that, I was not falling asleep. According to the local sea lions, you are anything but slow, Missy. <laughs> Only when they come around. <laughs> Only when they come around. And Nicole says, I always have my own Nicoleisms every day. So, you know, we're cool. Definitely. Hello, Mr. Minkster. I know. I, I realized yesterday I, I would, I, I've been streaming. I've been getting back into streaming, so I uh, realized that after I ended the show, it's like it's only has two lives. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I had to go redo my Twitch and my Twitter. So who knows what's working, what's not? Obviously, Twitch is. <laughs> what's going on, Mr. Minkster? Long time no talk. I never know when he's busy. And he's hardly on Facebook. He's like his mother. <laughs> he's like his mother. So, yeah, we got a couple of cool stories today. We're going to be talking about um, Bigfoot graves. Is there Bigfoot graves? Wow, really, Andy? Andy says, I even got a YouTube email telling me you had gone live. First one in years. Yeah, I know, right? I don't know what's going on. It's like everything. I've been getting a lot of emails from YouTube as well about people going live. So they must be. Oh, uh-oh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I do have one for Oh, Mr. Uh, Chaos there has woke up. Give me one second, guys, to see if my co-host is going to join me today. <laughs> Nicole. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I'm... It's Nicole's fault. <laughs> uh, 
They're like, well, I know you're on Facebook now. Let me message you. <laughs> okay, Nicole, I sent you the nude link. Everything uh, other than you just go there and go to the forums and it's board slash forums, I think. Or shadowsofthemoon.net forward slash podcast or something like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Twitch is not. I got Facebook notification. Oh, you got, oh, because, yeah, I put it on my Facebook as well. Yeah. Twitch is not working. Well, how are you talking in Twitch if it's not working? I'm confused now. I don't know. Anyway. He hasn't got back to me about if he, I asked him if he was awake. He probably just sent me a heart and went back to sleep. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get started here. Our first story comes from unexplainedmysteries.com. And it's asking mysterious mounds. Does Bigfoot bury its dead? What do you guys think? Do you think Bigfoot bury their dead? Like, do they, you think that they uh, take care of their dead? Like, you know, like other animals do or humans do? Oh, Twitch didn't notify you. Okay. I know, me too. I'm telling you. So, the reason they're asking is, I guess there's a discovery of unexplained mounds in the woods of Kentucky that has sparked a suggestion of Bigfoot graves. Despite the number of sightings that have been reported each year, Bigfoot, the mysterious, obviously hairy hominid, is said to roam the forest of North America. And it remains as elusive, elusive as ever, prompting speculation that if these creatures do exist, they must be doing something to conceal evidence of their existence. Ultimately, only a body will ever satisfy science, and assuming that Bigfoot is a mortal creature, the obvious question remains, why have we never come across a body of one that has died? Um, and yeah, we've always had that question, right? So researcher, I guess he, he, cryptozoologist and paranormal researcher, Thomas Markham, thinks he might have the answer. Earlier this month, he put forward the idea that mysterious mounds discovered, discovered in the forest of Bell and Harlan counties in Kentucky could be evidence that Bigfoot buries its own dead. If these creatures really exist and are as t intelligent as some sightings have implied, then it is certainly possible that they could exhibit such behavior. And it would go a long way to explaining why nobody has ever found a Bigfoot body, right? Or came across the remains of a Bigfoot body. And you think about it, I mean, what we see, you see a bound of a bound. See, Missyism, a mound in the woods or anywhere. You 
you automatically, well, at least I do, I automatically see, assume a grave or something. I'm not touching it. It's not like I'm going to be digging it up, right? <laughs> um, You know, and he goes on to state that, of course, he has no idea if these are really graves or just odd humps of dirt in the ground. But it could be nothing more than a natural formation. But it's a good question to think about. Like, if you see, you come across these mounds and forests, I mean, that's just weird in itself. You know, what is it? So would you guys dig it up and see? Especially if it's, like, long, right? Because Bigfoot are big, right? I still don't know. I don't think I would dig it up. <laughs> Would you guys? I don't think I could do it. I'm looking at some of the comments. People say I doubt they're Bigfoot graves, but they might be burial mounds of humans. But I don't see somebody burying somebody in the wood I mean I do <laughs> we I'm sure it's happened in the past but they ain't gonna put a, a mound there I don't think I mean what what if you know some sites that we think are burial Indian burial grounds are not Indian burial grounds what do you think I don't know Hey, Christina, how are you, hon? Welcome, welcome. I just don't know. Andy says, I wouldn't touch it out of respect. But if I had the resources, I would like to investigate it with ground penetrating radar, etc. to try and get a picture of what's beneath the surface. Yeah, that'd be cool without desecrating the site. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just couldn't imagine. I don't. I don't think I've. I, I spent a lot of time when I was younger in the woods. I'm trying to think if I remember seeing anything like that. I don't know. I could have. You never know. <laughs> so. On to the next story. This is about Robert Johnson. Have you guys heard of him? He's a blues, he was a blues master. But there's odd consequences on how he got so good. So we'll go ahead and get started on that because this is a little bit of a long story. So, and let's see how many screw ups I made trying to edit it while being half asleep. <laughs> so it says everyone has some sort of goal that they're passionate about. Something you feel like you would do anything in the world for the right thing. But where do you cross the line? Would you do like anything like cheat? Why? Maybe throw others under the bus? How about, would you sell your soul for the devil? 
or to the double. See, there was a messism. And according to, oh, Andy says lighter should be used with such things that are found in the woods. Yeah. It's better to use in places like Amazon to expose cities that even archaeologists didn't know that were there when they hiked through. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. So according to legend, there's a blues musician that literally traded his soul to the devil in exchange for talent. Now this might sound like just a story, but... But it's said in the studio recording, you can allegedly hear Satan playing the guitar right along with him. We're talking about Robert Johnson. Now, with his career, it was short, but it was so influential, his career changed the course of music history. But where did his talent come from? And did it come with a price? Robert Johnson only recorded 29 songs throughout his entire career, and all of them were released between 1937 and 1939. But today, he's considered by many to be the father of blues. Robert's music inspired some of the world's greatest rock and roll musicians. And I'm talking the likes of Bob Dylan, Eric Clapton, Led Zeppelin. I mean, it's not hard to see why they say Robert is an extremely talented guitarist. They said he's so talented that it has to be supernatural. And what makes the story so interesting is that up until one specific night in in the 1930s, Robert was apparently a terrible guitar player. Right? Interesting. Now, I say this, and it doesn't have to deal with a lack of trying, because from an early age, Robert put everything he had into his music. He was always practicing, consistently taking lessons from others, trying to book shows. There's a lot lot on the line. See, Robert grew up super poor in Mississippi, and by the time he was 18, he was married with a kid on the way, and he was trying to break into the blues. That was his only hope for supporting his family. The thing is, as soon as his wife gets pregnant, Robert leaves town to go on tour. But when he comes back home in the spring of the ni- of 1930, terrible news. Both his wife and child had died during childbirth. Now, Robert's in-laws blamed him for not being there. They told him that the blues were evil and they led you astray from your duties as a father and now they want nothing to do with him. Robert has now lost his spouse, his child, and his extended family. And on top of that, his career is going nowhere. So the next few days he spends traveling throughout the South from town to town, playing the blues and bars or in the bars and on the street corners. 
But as the story goes, no matter how much he practiced, he can't get any better. Every gig is a total flop. Sometimes the audience even boo him off stage. Like, they literally run him out of the joints. But he refuses to give up. At this point, music's all he got, right? Hey, Simon, how you doing, hon? Welcome, welcome. Right, Andy? I hear that. <laughs> the one, one night in October, in the early 30s, he goes to see a gig by two of his biggest influences, Willie Brown and Sun House. And they take a break, you know, how they do in between sets, right? Robert climbs up on stage and picks up one of the guitars. He wants to know what it, a real pro's instrument feels like. Shut up, Andy. And curiosity gets the best of him. So Robert starts strumming on the guitar. And according to everyone, that's when fantasy breaks even with a top-notch instrument. And the sound Robert is making is so bad. So bad that the bar's owner and the customers actually drag him outside and off the stage. Yes, I did say in-laws. <laughs> Besides being humiliated, yeah, you know, embarrassed, <laughs> he realizes his dreams of blues will never happen. At least with not a super, without a, not without a supernatural intervention. Now, see, I told you, messiahism's all over the place. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> So, Robert, like I said, grew up in Mississippi where, you, you know, I'm, I'm sure he heard about voodoo. I'm sure you've heard about voodoo as well. And one of them is saying that you can summon spirits at the crossroad at midnight. Now, there's nothing stating that he actually did that or that he actually believed in voodoo. But I guess he's willing to give it a try, right? According to some people that have talked about this, what happened is that he leaves the bar that night. It's almost midnight, and Robert is basically walking to the hotel. You know, he's sad. He's upset. He don't know where to turn, what to do. You know, we've been there where you just don't know what to do. He's crushed. So he approaches the intersection of Highway 61 and Highway 49. He goes down to his knees. He folds his hand and prays to whoever will listen to him. Whoever will take pity on him. All his life, all he ever wanted was to be a great musician. Once Robert finishes his prayers, he gets back up on his feet. And then he notices something and the air has changed. He gets nervous, so what does he do? He pulls his guitar out and starts playing a few reps. Then he hears the bells ringing towards town, telling him, eh, it's midnight. And he looks up, and just up the road, there's a person walking towards him. They're coming closer and closer. 
Now, Robert doesn't notice anything weird about the person. Just that they're walking. That's an elderly black man with a cane. His clothes are a little, you know, out of style. And he's wearing a straw hat. He greets Robert, and of course, as Robert, you know, everybody's nice down south. If somebody greets you, you greet him back, right? He's not freaking out. And as they're talking, he noticed that this guy is eyeballing his guitar. So Robert explains that he's a blues musician, and apparently the man says, he plays too, and he asked Robert to see his guitar. So he hands him the guitar, and, and the guy says, well, it's out of tune. Let me make some adjustments. So he does. And then he gives it back to Robert. Then he makes this crazy statement. He says, hey, I did you a favor of tuning your guitar. Now you have to give me something in return. Maybe your soul? Can you imagine? <laughs> if, what would you do if somebody sat there and did that? <laughs> hey, Mo. Welcome, hon. How you doing? So I don't know if he thinks that, you know, if Robert thinks this is a joke or whatnot, but I mean, maybe he thinks it is. So he plays along and well, either way, he agrees to it. Right. So the man's hands in his guitar and Robert feels a chill go down his spine, like something eerie just happened, but he don't know what. And then the man just turns and walks away without another word. This whole encounter is so eerie that Robert can't get this out of his head for the rest of the night. Some say that it was the devil themselves. Others believe it was Papa Legba, a.k.a. Old Mr. Scratch. Now, allegedly, you can ask Papa Legba to purchase just about anything. He's kind of the type of person that he's the bridge between our world and the other side. Um, and when you do ask Papa Legba for something, he usually demands an offering. Usually it's rum or candy, but at the end of it, it might be, it might not be the only price you pay. See, Papa Legba is a trickster, so you have to be careful. No, Eddie, I believe, is still sleeping. <laughs> so, what happens next is kind of crazy. Robert picks up his guitar. Thank you, Mo. It's good to be back on. Thank you so much. Robert picks up his guitar and he strums down it, right? And this beautiful music 
comes pouring out. And this is without even trying. He doesn't, you know, he just does a few simple scales. And then he does a complex, challenging melody perfectly. It's like overnight his musical skills have leveled up from zero to like infinity. So after Robert makes this deal with the devil, nobody hears a peep from him for ages. He vanishes for like six months to a year. But the moment he emerges, he can play guitar like never before. Robert finds Willie Brown in the Sun House playing in another bar. So he, you know, cuts through the crowd and approaches the stage with his guitar. And both Williams and the band tease him. Because, you know, they remember the night he got booed off stage. They had to literally drag him off the stage and out the doors. They just figured he'd flop again. Well, Robert plays a virtuoso set. And the audience has never heard anybody improve so much in such a short amount of time. Crazy, right? Well, some research, of course, do have a theory. They said that while Robert, during the six months to a year that he was off, that he was studying with blues player, a blues player named Ike Zimmerman, which... Ike is a very, uh, thank you, Mo, for liking and sharing. I appreciate it. Um, Ike Zimmerman is a weird guy in, himself. I guess really nothing's really known about him, but a biographer was trying to reach out to uh, talk to Robert's close friends about him. But all of Robert's, like, close friends acted like they had no clue who he was talking about. I mean, for somebody to be a prominent figure, if he was studying with him, like, you think his friends and family would at least know the guy, met him. Apparently, this guy was a big, major figure in Robert's life, but nobody knew who he was. Nobody met him, or at least they acted like it. Yeah, six months to a year, yeah. But what is known is apparently that Ike studied hoodoo, which is different than voodoo, right? Papalagba and everything, that comes from voodoo, but this is, we're talking about hoodoo. So, followers who do the tradition and say that you can only learn to play the blues if you practice at midnight in a cemetery. Hey, freaky geek! So, I don't know if this has religious significance or, you know, cultural mysticism. I don't know. But anyway, it's one of Ike's quirks. So, they said that he and Robert would sit in graveyards and practice. Right, Freaky Geek? Freaky Geek's like, then I'll never learn the blues. <laughs> so even if Robert didn't sell his soul to the devil, there does seem to be a connection with the afterlife, right? 
I mean, whoever taught Robert must have been a miracle worker in themselves because Robert's sudden improvement is said to be so dramatic that it barely seems possible. Like, in November 1936, Robert recorded his first album. Even longtime pros get tired recording for hours and hours. Well, Robert didn't. He finished eight tracks in a single day. And that is so impressive that that was because it was his first recording session. Now, I can understand adrenaline and wanting to get it done and stuff like that, but apparently, according to pros, like, it's just impossible to sit there and keep playing and playing and playing. Andy, you'd know more about that. Right, Andy said, for me to believe in the devil, Satan, it would mean having to believe I that they, uh, they're, there's a counterpart, too. So, me, there's just good and bad and everything and everyone. Yeah, I can understand that. So, and not only that, but he did um, more about just, like, recording tracks. Like, long hours and that. It gets harder to play. Or do you still have, like, the adrenaline to keep going? I mean, I can imagine, you know, I mean, you see how going to concerts and that, you see musicians, how tired it gets just to play their sets. But this shit, this guy just kept going and going in his first ever recording, you know. Yeah, exactly, Freaky. He never took breaks. He just kept going start to finish. So they said that he does other odd things as well. So when Robert is playing for others, he faces the wall with his back to them so people can't see what he's doing. Now, there's a couple theories about this, of why he does this. Some say he it's just he's shy, and this is how he manages his nerves. I don't see him being this shy, though. I mean, he went up to his favorite artists and, you know, grabbed their guitar. I don't see him being that shy. I mean, maybe that was a traumatic experience of getting dragged off the stage because you're so bad. But, I mean... And mind-numbing boring. Yeah. He was singing, too. He was a blues guy. So he was strumming and singing. Um, but so, yeah, some people say that this was, he was shy and that there was, that was just his way of managing his nerves. Um, others say he's facing the wall for better acoustics and then others say he hides his hand because otherwise people would realize that he's not making the music on his own some people claim that they can hear two guitars 
And they say it's the devil himself playing a duet with him. And I'll play you this track, right? Now, mind you, this is a track that I'm, I'll play you the intro of it. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but um, you can hear a bass line and a melody, right? Now, like I said, mind you, this track has not been layered at all. And hopefully you guys let me know if you hear this. I'll turn my. Did you guys hear that? I'll play it one more time. Now you guys hear how there's a melody and then the bass line. He's playing both of those at once. Hey, Cassie, how you doing? Hey, Chad Smith podcast, how you doing? So he's playing, like I said, did you see, did you hear the second melody under the main one? Now that gave a lot of people chills okay in the opening bars where you can hear a separate bass line and melody has baffled professional musicians in early 60s eric clapton actually studied the track to try and solve the mystery on how he was doing that he concluded that robert is playing both lines on his own simultaneously but he's playing the melody on one set of strings and the bass line on another, obviously, right? And that sounds more plausible than the double playing for him or with him. But Clapton, who knows his stuff, says that kind of playing is incredibly challenging. He can't even replicate it. And let's not forget that this happened. He started playing shitty. He was a shitty guitar playing guitar player. And he started playing this good six months to a year later. Hey Shaz, how you guys doing? Welcome, welcome. So, I mean, so even if the devil isn't helping him along, there some, seems like there's some sort of supernatural shit going on there, don't you think? I mean, it's just crazy how well he can play six months to a year after he was deemed the worst guitar player in Mississippi. 
crazy to me. And what is even weirder is that Robert, when he burst onto the scenes, rumors started swirling right away about his dealings with the devil. Now, most of these stories came from Robert himself. He reportedly told his girlfriend stories about making a deal with the crossroads at the crossroads and also his tracks. He recorded a lot of tracks like Crossroad Blues or A Hellhound on My Tail and Me and the Devil Blues. If the legends are true, then Robert bartered his soul away just for music. Now, the agreement didn't include fame or fortune or long life or even happiness. Obviously, you know, what was said is that he just wanted to play the blues. Which may explain why after he allegedly struck his bargain, Robert had a bit of bad luck going on for him, right? It's so bad that it almost seems like he's was suffering from some kind of curse. In May of 1931, just his career, his career take off, it takes starting to take off, right? Sorry, guys. I explained earlier, you're going to hear a lot of missyisms because I didn't get to bed <laughs> until really late. So I woke up really early and you get this. But anyway, <laughs> so. In May of 1931, just as his career is starting to pick up, Robert remarries and history starts repeating itself. Because for the first wedding, their first wedding anniversary, Robert's new bride gets sick. She passes away the following winter. So Robert has lost two spouses by the time he turns 22. A few late years later, he has this horrible accident. He slips and falls into a road and gets run over by a truck. Somehow he survives. In fact, his injuries are so weird and heal so well that a fellow musician who witnessed the accident seems so freaked out by the whole thing that he flat out refuses to collaborate with Robert ever again. So I, I would love to speak to that guy to see you like, what freaked him out about the, I mean, again, accident freaks you out. But in the way it happened, must have been something weird. You know, he, obviously this guy thinks Robert brought this on himself. Like it was fate. And the bad luck affects his career. As talented as he is, talent agents keep overlooking him he can't get gigs he never makes it thank you for the i don't i missed what it was i'm sorry thank you for the sub chad i appreciate that yes cassie some thanks some think that he sold his soul to the devil um you know, he never makes it, like I said, to the biggest concert halls. His albums don't sell well. It seems there's something holding him back from a re from real success, basically. Could it be a curse? 
Although it could be something simpler than that as well. See, Robert is a black musician in a very racist, surrogated society. In a lot of ways, the world actually is conspiring against him, really. You know, I said earlier that Robert's first recording session was an incredible success. Well, it's a miracle that he actually made it to that session. Because the day before, police arrested him for vagrancy. They broke his guitar and beat him so severely that he was bruised and sore for days. The record company actually had to bail Robert out of jail and find him a new guitar within less than 24 hours. Hello over on DLive Freaky Geek. <laughs> we have Freaky Geek on DLive and YouTube. <laughs> and of course, Robert still comes through with an re amazing recording session. But it seems like fate really has it out for him. Now, I don't know if it's from the curse or bad mojo or just flat out racism. But misfortune plagues him right up till the day he dies. And his cause of death is bizarre as well. Even historians agree that it's just not natural. So on Saturday, August 13th, 1938, 27-year-old Robert Johnson's, Johnson is playing in a bar in Mississippi. It's about 11 p.m. and he's drinking whiskey and flirting with a beautiful woman. He has no idea that he's in danger because, see, this woman that he's charming is married. In fact, her husband works at the bar. He sees what's going on. So when Robert orders a fresh bottle of whiskey, a bystander notices that the seal is broken. He realized it's been tampered with and literally slaps the drink out of Robert's hand. Now, I don't know if Robert was, like, too drunk to realize what was going on, but he screams at the bystander, picks up the bottle, and chugs it. A few minutes later, Robert gets this terrible pain in his stomach. He's feeling woozy and can't focus. A few of the pat patrons tell Robert he'll feel better if he gets up on stage and plays. So he staggers up to the front of the bar and tries to strum a tune, but he can't. He's literally too sick to perform. Eventually, someone realizes that Robert's not in good shape, and but everyone figures he's just drunk. But they set him up with, in a quiet room in the back of the bar to lie down, and then later they take him to his hotel to sleep it off. Robert's condition only gets worse. For two days, he tosses and turns, fighting off pain and waves of nauseous. It's pretty clear that he's been poisoned. But according to some reports, early in the morning of August 16th, Robert's mother comes to his bedside. While she's there, Robert makes a confession. He tells her that the blues are tools of the devil. Now, he doesn't come right out and say that he sold his soul, but he does confess that guitars are the devil's instrument. 
Robert admits to her that he's lived, lived a sinful life, and he hopes that God will forgive him. He announces that he thinks he's going to heaven, and then he takes his final breath and dies. It becomes a tragic end to a fascinating life. If that's really what happened, like everything about Robert's life, Thank you for the ice cream, Nicole. Thank you so much. If that's really what happened, like everyone, everything's, everybody says. I mean, that's, what do you think? Did, was that his confession? Or Andy is the guitarist, really the devil's instrument? You would know. <laughs> So, of course, you know, the story of his death is basically based mostly on rumors, but his death certificate doesn't list a cause of death. There was no autopsy. After Robert's family hears rumor about the poison whiskey, they call for a murder investigation, but the cops eventually conclude that he died of syphilis, which doesn't really fit the eyewitness accounts of his symptoms. No matter what you choose to believe about Robert's life, one thing is clear. His advice has certainly played a role in his early demise. And to put, to put it another way, he paid for his sins with his life. So what do you guys think? Did he really make a deal with the devil? Hello, Simon Wales. How are you? Welcome, welcome. So what do you guys think? It's crazy. I mean, there's more than that. You know, you hear a bunch of stories about people making deals with the devil. With the devil. See, messiism. Deals with the devil. <laughs> I don't know, but either way, I am not doing that. <laughs> I mean, I love doing what I do. I love my job. I love this job. I love it. Well, this isn't really a job, but you know what I mean, though. But I'm, you know, I could never, even if I believed in the devil, I'm not putting that energy out there. That's freaky. <laughs> I'm not taking that chance, if you know what I mean. Right? There you go, Chad. Run in with the devil. Did Andy answer me? Andy, our guitarist, the tool of the devil. I mean, I know you're a little bit on the rough side there. Exactly. Devils are sneaky fuckers. That's right. <laughs> All of them. Papa Legba, whether you call it Papa Legba, Legba, you know, the devil, Satan himself, whatever. I'm still not taking that chance. Yeah, see, I knew it, Andy. <laughs> 
He said, sorry, playing with my instrument. <laughs> exactly, Freaky Geek. Always a loophole to get you trapped. And I'll play that one more time for you guys so you can hear. Do you guys hear the bass line? Like, at first, I didn't hear it. But as I listen to it more, now that I have my headphones on, I can hear it. Is it really the devil playing with him? Hey, Flicka. Andy is trying to play the ball blues and it turns out to be, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> oh, you guys are something. You guys are something. Yes, he is a great guitar player. He just don't like to admit it. So, since I don't... Hey, Flicka, how you doing, hon? Great to see ya. I get enough copyright strikes. Not strikes, but, you know... <laughs> On this show, everything I do, I get copyright. Even with stuff that I have licensed with, so, you know, <laughs> I would keep it going, but you know, you know how it is. It's not like I'm monetized, but still, you know, I hate going through and muting everything. I'm sure that'll get my Facebook will get hit tonight. Um, hey, Amora Witch. How you doing, hon? Don't ask that, Cassie. Andy playing the what? Don't ask that. Are you? No, don't encourage him. <laughs> My slap button's not working. I can't do anything. And you're encouraging him. Well, that's true. Yeah. Andy says, Missy, listen to Fleetwood Mac. Lindsey Beckham plays the bass line through most of, the, of his songs while also playing a melody over the top of it. Do you know how bad if I tried that, my hand would cramp up? <laughs> I can't screw anything with a screwdriver. My hand will cramp up. No wonder. See, Flicka and Chaz came in and then we talk about instruments. God. Oh, I sure to hell, you don't want to hear me sing, Simon. Believe me. <laughs> you want viewers. That's what I tell because I work and live in a hotel and we have a restaurant and they do karaoke Fridays and Saturdays, which, thank God, my hours have changed and I don't have to hear it. But anyway, I mean, as long as everybody's having fun, I don't care. But they keep trying to get me to come in there and, and sing and I'm like, nope, I do not sing well. <laughs> Right, Freaky Geek? 
Oh no, you're crabby. Crabby, but a good in a good crabby way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right, Andy. Andy's like, I would answer Cassie, but I'll only get a good slap. <laughs> Andy says, theoretically, it's not hard to do, Missy. You use your thumbs to play the bass, uh, play the three bass strings and your fingertips for the other. Theory and practice are often worlds apart, though. Right. Yeah, I totally get it. I totally, I mean, I, you know, I have played some basses and some guitars, but not good. Um, I'm a drummer. Um, <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I totally get, I can get the concept in my head to actually do it. I know my freaking hand would cramp up. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> no, I believe me. You don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> I know that's just it, Nicole. I. I've heard Andy play, you know, when we've sat around and chatted and that. I've heard Andy play. He's a great guitarist. <laughs> Freaky geek, my my best yodeling is saying, little old lady who? <laughs> Hurry back, Freaky geek. And he said, some local UFO guys were out the other night. As it was common still, they're still trying to work out what noise was coming from the sea. Turned out be, to be Nicole yodeling. <laughs> oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. You're right, Chad. Yes, drummer for Kid Rock. She is badass. I love her. Definitely. My favorite drummer is Roxy from uh, uh, Vixen. Yeah, she's wild. She's freaking amazing. <laughs> but I hope you guys like that story anyway. Do you guys like more of the, the, I mean, obviously, usually I mix it up when it comes to th Thriller Thursdays, Legends and Lore, um, with cryptozoology and this, but um, what do you guys think? Should I do a, a like, one story legend? For those of you who don't know, I, I'm just returning to streaming. I've been off for a couple months. That's why they keep yelling at me. <laughs> Played sax. Sax is an awesome, oh my God, I love hearing a good sax and freaking, shut up Andy, in a good melody, in a good song. I think that's why I love Chicago so much. I love big brass. I love hearing saxophones.
I can understand that. Yeah, as I got older, got older, I can't, I can't play as long on drums. I'm lucky to get it. I could never play sets anymore. I could. <laughs> there's no way I can hardly get through one song anymore, just because I haven't, you know, done it in so long. <laughs> I know you guys are so you're like do whatever <laughs> but I like a lot of these stories as well not only um, uh, you know of course I love my cryptozoology I love that it's going to be my go to besides my paranormal and UFO stuff you know but I do love these legend stories as well. Oh god. Run! Run! Did I pull out your eardrums? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Memphis Horns were a good group. I'll have to check them out. I don't think I've ever heard of them that I know of. Thank you, Rob, for subbing on my D-Live. I appreciate it. Love ya. Good to see that you're around. I see you. Thank you so much for sharing all my tweets. I love you for that. You're so well. You're so on that. <laughs> okay, I'll remember that. <laughs> Cassie, I am mean. No. <laughs> it's good to see you, Ron. It's good to see you. I know you've been lurking. I've seen, I seen that you've been lurking. Well, not today. I didn't see, but, you know, I mean, after the fact. All right, guys, short show for today. <laughs> Same name, different bank account. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is hilarious. So, yeah, I, I think I'll mix it up maybe every other week. I don't know. You know what? I <laughs> I can say shit, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Um, Maybe every other week. My whole format has changed, as you can tell. Like, I like to do some news in the beginning instead of just having, like, tomorrow, of course, it's Freaky News Friday. That's going to be all freaky news of all areas of my specialties in life. Um, <laughs> but, like, I want to start out every story with some news articles before we go into the story. So maybe, like, we'll do one week, we'll do legends like this and then the next week we'll do a cryptozoology pick an animal pick a cryptid and go for it does that sound good <laughs> well thank you we do we have a great group of people and i'm glad you came came in to hang and have fun i'm glad you enjoyed your stay here 
Yeah, I don't even want to. You're right, Amora. Amora's like, but I would never sell my soul to the devil. Would run. He would offer to sell it to me. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, you know how I am. I don't want to put my energy out there to even think about that. Nope. <laughs> yeah, we do all sorts of stuff here, Chad. Every day is a different, different day, different subject. Well, that, that makes no sense. No, every day. Why is that up there? Who knows? Um, every day is a different subject. Monday is paranormal. Tuesday, uh, we either chat or do some self-love or self, you know, empowerment. Um, or we do Tarot Tuesday where we read cards. Wednesday is UFOs and conspiracy theories. Thursdays is Thriller Thursdays with cryptids. And Fridays, we do uh, Freaky News Friday. The news and weird, odd shit from the week. So, yeah. We try to break it down for every, everybody. I hear a ding. Oh, Eddie decided to wake up more. He said, I am now. Because I asked if you were awake. He's usually my co-host. But he is obviously... I don't know if he's coming up or not. So I don't know if we're just going to chat and chill. I don't know what the hell's going on anymore. Yeah, we have a lot of fun. Friday, I'm in love. See, now this is not, this is not right. You guys come in here and start spewing out. Don't even, don't even, Andy. You start spewing out uh, music tunes. And it, my brain just goes with it. I know what Andy's trying to type, or Nicole. It's not even, not even cool. Thank you, Nicole, for the lemons. Yes, I know I didn't give lemons out yesterday. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, the chest. No, I The chest is still not working over there on D-Live. So I can't get le give lemons out. <laughs> I know men get to that stage when they need to sleep more. Missy and Eddie seems to have arrived, arrived at that. <laughs> yeah, Eddie slept in. He's like, screw this. Me, I pull pull my ass out of bed after going to bed at three o'clock in the morning and then waking up. I think I woke up at eight. Well, that's not too bad, but still. Um, Thank you, Ron, for the diamond. Ron and Nicole competing over there. <laughs> thank you, Ron. But, um, yeah, some bugger stole the key to the chest. I don't know what's going on. See, I don't know what the hell's happening from day to day. But, um, yeah, he slept in. He didn't apparently came home from work and crashed out. That's about it. 
You went to bed at two and woke up at five. Ooh. Right, Flicka? Says, I live in a house with three men. I'm always the first up. The men are lightweights. <laughs> Fluky stole the cookies? But Fluky, Fluky needs cookies. Everybody yell, Fluky needs cookies. <laughs> I bet Nicole really missed that about this podcast. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Fluky is Nicole's dog. And she loves cookies. And we try to get her to go nuts. <laughs> Cookies! <laughs> See, that's how it goes. Hey, Ted, how you doing? Ted says, I'm always the last last up. That's only because Flicka wakes me up. <laughs> oh, really? Fluky also jumps around to whistles and clicking fingers. I can't whistle. Well, I can whistle, but it's going to be sucky. <laughs> you see? Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> I do that with Addie Flicka. I'm like, I sit there and I, I stop breathing because I'm trying to see if he's breathing. Hey, Emmy! Welcome, welcome. I try to, Ted. I try to sleep for 14 hours straight, but my body don't allow me. They're like, no. My shoulders are like, hey, bitch, roll over. My back's like, uh-uh, don't roll over on me. <laughs> I was. I was clicking like a boss, right? <laughs> You just asked him, are you dead? Are you dead? <laughs> that sounds something like I would do. Welcome back, Freaky Geek. It's so good to see you all here. I missed us. I really have. Merry Christmas Eve, Eve to you too, Emmy. <laughs> You're very welcome, Freaky Geek. I know. That's that's right, Andy. said, so now if Eddie was properly trained, he would have come running to the sound of Missy clicking her fingers. I know. I have, oh, no, I don't have coffee. Well, I do have coffee, but it's probably cold now. Sorry. I, I, what a rude host. I didn't even offer you guys coffee. Pepsi, but I don't have any Pepsi except what I have, and that's you're not getting that. <laughs> Eddie don't even get that. My kids don't even get that. Mr. Minkster, are you even still here and listening? Get them, guys. Went out to get the flyers, and it's so bright and white. Walked over it twice before I found it. Oh, wow, freaky. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. 
on the 25th, my grumpy grayfoot Andy is celebrating his birthday too. Yes, that's right. It is Andy's birthday on the 25th. Merry Christmas to you, Simon, as well, and everybody, of course. Mr. Meester knows not to touch my Pepsi. <laughs> He's probably not listening. He came in and said his piece and left. That's what Ryan does. That's why my kids grew up drinking just water. <laughs> I'm such a bad mom that I'm like, no, you can't have my Pepsi drink water. No, they had, they liked water. They let drink their special fruity water. I know, right? Get a full size. <laughs> I can so much fun nailing up the trolls. Well, apparently, Eddie is not going to come up. Not that I sent him the link or anything, but, you know. <laughs> no, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for being here, guys. I really appreciate it. So I'm going to go ahead and end it. Tomorrow, of course, is Freaky News Friday. Let me go ahead and run the credits if they run. Let me make sure that they're running. They are. Holy shit. It worked. <laughs> All right, guys. With that being said, that concludes today's show. I hope you enjoyed the stories and encounters that we shared. If you would like to tell your story, no matter how big or small, you can do so at shadowsofthemoon.net forward slash podcast where you can either write to me or leave a voicemail or even head over to our forum boards over at shadowsofthemoon.net forward slash forum tomorrow's show of course is freaky news friday it's all about the weird odd news of the week again thank you so much for listening and remember find something today that makes you smile with your eyes I love you guys. Thank you so much for my new subs. Thank you for bringing some people in, Cassie. And thank you to my regulars. I love you guys. I missed, I've missed you guys so much. It's been great going live again. And I'm so glad that you guys are here. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> See, I'm getting so excited. You're making me. Woo! Anyway. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for coming in. I appreciate each and every one of you. Be safe. Take care. And of course, we love you all. Bye. Love you guys. <laughs>